Welcome to a new creation podcast. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of a new creation podcast is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. In last week's episode entitled Clear Vision, I mentioned a mystery and I mentioned it as it relates to the Bible. And I said it is something revealed that was previously hidden in past times. Today, I want to take another look at that. And I want to start with a passage of scripture found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, and it's in the New Revised Standard Version of the scripture. And it reads, Yet among the mature, we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish, but we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now listen to that. Talking about a mystery here. Paul writes here to the church at Corinth. He said he's speaking to the mature. And he says when he's speaking to the mature, he does speak wisdom. But it's not the wisdom that the rulers of this age would understand or the leaders of this age, the age he was living in, would understand. Because he said they were doomed to perish, so they couldn't understand the wisdom that was coming from God. Going back to what a mystery is. So it was hidden to them. It's God's wisdom. It comes down from God. So it was secret and it was hidden. And he said that God decreed it. He made a declaration. He spoke it. And he spoke it before the ages. So he spoke it before the foundation of the world that this wisdom would come forth from him. And he said, none of the rulers knew it because if they had known it, they would not have crucified Christ, the Lord of glory. I'm bringing this up because as we move forward in God, in this age and the ages to come, there will be times when we will be speaking to him and we will be hearing from him through a mystery, through things he had previously not revealed to us before. And it'll be an unfolding that's taking place. So as we move forward in God, and as we explore him and get to know him in greater measure, we should be prepared for such mysteries as which I, which I shared here with you today. It also ties into Romans 8.14, which it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, They are the sons of God. This speaks of sonship. It speaks moving beyond just being saved and being a Christian, but maturing into sonship. Because as you mature into sonship, when Paul mentioned here to the church at Corinth, then you're able to understand those mysteries that God will unfold to you as you grow in him, as you mature more into him. So it's really about sonship and maturing in God. There's a wisdom that comes down from God. Wisdom that is imperative we operate in today. And we have to operate in it so we can rightly discern when we see and when we hear. That's when we see things that God is revealing to us and we hear things that God is revealing to us. And we have to hear it from God's perspective and we have to see it from God's perspective. So that's when the wisdom that comes from God is so important because we'll be able to discern 
in greater measure what he's speaking to us or what he's what he's showing to us. The title of today's episode of a new creation podcast is Jesus, our standard. I want you to take a look at another passage of scripture in John chapter 16, verses 13a and verses 14. Now, this is when Jesus was speaking of the Holy Spirit. And it reads, this is John 16, 13a clause first. I'll begin with that. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will glorify me for he would take of what is mine and declare it to you. Here Jesus is sharing with us that when he sends the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth? He's going to guide us into all truth. He is our prophetic teacher, the Holy Spirit is. So he will guide us into all truth. And Jesus speaks on, he goes on to say, and speaks on to say that the Holy Spirit will glorify him the Holy Spirit will continuously point us to Jesus and he'll take what Jesus is speaking to him and he'll declare it to us. See, the more time we spend with the Holy Spirit in the word of God, as well as when we commune with him about just different issues in our lives and different issues that we're facing, the more we mature in him and become more like Christ. God the Father chose us in him for this purpose. And we can see this even more so in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8, verse 29, the amplified version of the, of the scripture reads, For those whom he foreknew and loved and chose beforehand, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son and ultimately share in his complete sanctification so that he will be the firstborn the most beloved and honored among many believers, talking about Christ being the standard. As we mature in God, as the Holy Spirit reveals more of Christ to us, we're on a journey to be conformed more like Christ. We're to be conformed to his image. And so when people see us, they will see the image in Christ. They will see us Christ's image. And Christ in us is the hope of glory. So while we're becoming conformed to Jesus' image, we take on his standards, talking about Jesus' standards here. And as we embrace the standards of Jesus, we apply them to our daily life. And that is the purpose of a new creation podcast, to teach us how to apply the word of God to our everyday life. And it ties directly into Jesus' standards as we're evolving and becoming more like him. Every decision we make should be based on the standards of our Lord when he exemplified them while on the earth. Let me say that again. Every decision we make should be based on the standards our Lord exemplified while he was on the face of the earth. And then we apply that wisdom I spoke of earlier that comes from the spirit of truth in the choices that we make. This is what comes together to make us align our lives to Christ's standards.
talking about the standards that Jesus has, that Jesus, our standard. When looking at Jesus as our standard, what are some basic character traits of the Lord Jesus? Because before we can align ourselves with the standards of Jesus, we have to know his character and his character traits. And so we're going to take a look at some of those character traits of Jesus. Number one, God is love. Let's take a look at 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. It reads, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And the love we're talking about here is agape love. It's a Greek term, agape. And it's mostly found in the New Testament. It is the unconditional, self-sacrificing, volitional, and volitional means willful, love of God for humans through Jesus, which they are also to reciprocate by practicing agape love towards God and among themselves. And this is found in the New World Encyclopedia, the, the definition of love. So one of the main key attributes of Jesus is that he is love. Now remember, Jesus is God. Hebrews chapter 1. Verse 3, the NIV, let me, let me read that scripture to you that reiterate that Jesus is God. It reads, the sun is the radiance, mean S-O-N, the sun, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Amen. So one of the key attributes of Jesus, talking about the standards of Jesus, is he is love. And this scripture in Hebrews teaches us and points us to the fact that Jesus is God. And I know there are many who have been in the body of Christ for many years who probably don't think of the fact that Jesus is God. They, they look at him mostly as the son of God. But he is the radiance of God's glory. He is the exact representation. And some versions says the exact image and the exact being of the invisible God. Because remember, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. This, this is what the book of John says. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word, Jesus, who is the word, became flesh. He took on flesh. He had all the attributes of the Father, and he took on flesh so that we could get to know the Father on a more personal level. First attribute of Jesus, first standard of Jesus, love. So if our master Jesus can show unconditional love, we are capable of showing unconditional love as we become more like him. It's only through him that we can display the attributes that he, he possesses. And the first one I just spoke to you about 
is that he is love. The second attribute that ties into Jesus' standards, talking about Jesus, our standard, is righteousness. And I took a look at the Strong's, Strong's Concordance for the definition of righteousness. And the definition, some of the definitions of righteousness that the, the Strong's Concordance gave was blameless, innocent, right one, who are in the right standing with God. Righteousness can only be achieved through the atoning death of Jesus on the cross, through his death. See, because, and this scripture really, really uh, lets us know how important it was for Jesus to do this, to actually lay down his life for us. It says, he who knew no sin became sin that we may be the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus, who knew no sin, he was sinless. He became sin so that we could be the righteousness of God in him and only through him. And it's because of the righteousness of God that Jesus achieved that we can be found righteous. And another word for righteousness and righteous, righteous and righteousness is just. It would be just as if we did not commit any sins because of what Christ had done on the cross. And that's very important for us to remember because of what Christ did on the cross, what Jesus did on the cross for us, we can be accounted as righteous. And because we have this status as righteous in the sight of God, we should treat everyone right, even those who exercise injustice towards us. I'm going to say that again. Because of what Christ did on the cross, what Jesus' sacrifice was on the cross for us, we should treat everyone right, even those who may have exercised injustice towards us. In Matthew 5, verse 6, which is the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That's Matthew 5, verse 6. Very important. There are many protests going on today in our country and all over the world about justice, protesting injustice, wanting justice. And here we have a God who is righteous, who is a just God. And through him, he can show us how to achieve justice, even in this life. And it's through him that justice can come forth. The third attribute that Christ's standards represent is true freedom from the root cause of our innermost condition, and it can only be found in Christ. Take a look at the scripture, John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36. Now, this is when Jesus was addressing a group of people who gathered around him to listen to some of his teaching. And he really illustrated through these passages of scripture that I'm going to go over with you. The essence of, of true freedom. Let me say that again. He demonstrated and he illustrated for them through these scriptures, the essence of true freedom. Again, it's John. Chapter 8, 
verses 31 through 36. And I, I'm going to be reading the NIV version of the scripture. And it reads, To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Amen and amen. Here, the reason why I label the third standard of Jesus that we can aspire to and we can achieve through him is because this whole passage of scripture, the people who Jesus was, were addressing, they were thinking on one level and Jesus was thinking on a different level. They mentioned to him, he said if they were his disciples, they were truly his disciples, they would know the truth and the truth would set them free. And they commented about that they'd never been slaves before to anyone. But Jesus wasn't talking about their natural state of being like enslaved by a person or a system. He was speaking about a higher level of slavery, the inner being. That's why I said earlier, the innermost condition, their sin condition that all of us have. All of us have a sin condition and the people he was, he was addressing had sin condition. And that's what he spoke to. And that's why he said, he said, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. That's what he was talking about. The truth will set them free. The truth of knowing their condition, their sin condition. Only through him, they could be set free of that. And that's what he was speaking through, speaking to them. And he was speaking, trying to speak through the shield they had of looking at just being enslaved by a system or by a group. He was speaking of a high level of slavery that the human condition has and that sin, the sin condition. And that's why he said, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. And that's why he said he himself, so if the son, he the son of God will set you free, you will be free indeed. Hallelujah. It's important that we see and we hear from the eyes of Jesus, and that will dictate how we live and how we can fo focus on living out the standards that he placed before us in his life here on earth. And he even does now through the Holy Spirit pointing us to him. It requires greater maturity. I mentioned that earlier, sonship, a greater maturity and understanding of the Lord Jesus, him being loved. His, his being righteous, his being the source of true treat of, 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 of excuse me of true freedom by setting us free from the sin condition, and it's also revelatory, which means it's by revelation. It goes from glory to glory. It unfolds our ability to achieve the standard that Christ shows us. No amount of human ingenuity can help us through this. It's only the enabling power of the Holy Spirit can help us achieve Jesus' standards. He is the example of the standard of life.
Heavenly Father, I ask you, Lord, to speak to every soul that heard this message today. Jesus, our standard. And if there are those who don't know you, God, I welcome them now to open up their heart and sup with Jesus and Jesus with them. God, I pray that every soul that hears this message will be drawn closer to the Lord Jesus. And they will say, what must I do to be saved and to believe on the Lord Jesus? It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me this week for today's A New Creation podcast. I pray that you heard a word from the Lord today and you heard something that would draw you even closer to the Lord Jesus. Join me next week. I look forward to it. God bless you and thank you.